This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Fiddy, a.k.a. Billy Starkoff. Billy, Fiddy, how's it going? I'm good. I'm not a.k.a. Billy. I'm a.k.a. Fiddy.eth. <laughs> well, I did the top <laughs> Well, appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is wild. We're doing the first—I don't even know what to call this—first uh, interview with a virtual head NFT on your face. Well, um, I hate to correct you, but um, ever since I got my board ape um, back in November, I wake up hungry for bananas, and this is my face now. <laughs> All right, so you're you're the founder of apocalyptic ape so uh tell me a little bit how you got into nfts and then what made you want to start a project well that's a great question mr pg um i got started in nfts same way most people look at nfts is like what is this stuff why am i paying so much money for a picture that is could be copied by somebody else makes no sense and so I started dabbling with it. I started dabbling with it. I got into my NFT community. I bought some uh, a project. I shouldn't probably name the name of it, but it's uh, my lots of curse on the show. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a bunch of people saying, oh, I got the 3D glasses. I got the, I got this. I got the halo. I got the 3D eyes. And all of a sudden I got, I got the blazer beams. And a week later, there's nobody in discord and the whole project was a rug. And it was really a bummer because I still have 50 of those crappy things in my wallet. Second project I got didn't do any better. Then I got into Pudgy Penguins. That did kind of, eh. Then I found a project called Om, Om, Omniforce, uh, JR, who's one of my board eight buddies. And uh, I realized they built a great community. Uh, they had great people. Logan Paul got in there. I made about a, probably 30 to 40, 50, $60,000 on a, $800 or $2,000 investment. I don't remember what it was. And I realized there's a future here and this really works. But what's missing here are the people that are running these projects have no business experience, no understanding what a project is, no understanding what a community is. And these are things I do in my everyday life in real estate. I buy properties, I sell properties. I am not a real estate agent, but I do my own development. And so what I did is I brought my own uh, style into the NFTs and I built communities and relationships and I care about people. People are important to me. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete, a celebrity or a person who just, just needs some help. I'll be there for you. And that's how I've been in my real life. And I realized if I can apply that here and make a safe environment for people where they don't feel like they're going to take a loss, um, we'll have a great project. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like what, what was the process um, of making your project? I know it uh, goes in a lot. I think, I don't know if uh, you want to talk about it. I know you had an idea at first that you, I don't know if you ever, I don't think you launched the first project that you thought of. Yeah. So we started a project called uh, Holy Guacamole uh, with my artist. Actually, I started with another artist and uh, I was launching it and I, and I got my board ape halfway through. And a lot of a lot, my artists kept drawing pictures of my avocados with these apocalyptic apes and lips, kind of like the picture behind me had yeah. these weird mouth and ears. And I showed it to some of my board ape guys and they said, you know what, dude, you need to switch this stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? Because nobody apes into guacamole or avocados. They ape into apes. <laughs> and so I called them up. I said, dude, I have great news and great news. He goes, what's that? 
I said, we are going to start a new project. We're going to get rid of these avocados. Maybe we can feed them to the apes. He said, no, apes don't need avocados. I said, well, okay, well, maybe you could put it somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, he was really bummed out. He said, I've already had a couple losses in my life. He did a couple other NFT projects that didn't work. I said, dude, I don't fail. I'm not going to fail. I will work my butt off to make sure this works. Let's get these apocalyptic apes off the ground. We will blow this thing up. Um, we sold out Christmas morning. Uh, we have an amazing roadmap. We just launched our queen apes. We sold those out in three hours. And we're on our way to some really big things. We've got huge plans for our project. Oh, my God. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, how did you find Hattie? Because he's a beast. Uh, so I, okay, I, he says I DM'd him. I remember him getting in touch with me when I was in the Guacamole Project. I don't know. We just found each other through Discord somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember he sent me some of his work and I looked at it and I wasn't doxxed at the time. And I immediately sent him my number or said, give me your number. I want to call you. Mm -hmm. And we talked to like three in the morning and I already knew we we're going to do something. I just didn't know he was going to come into my project. And uh, we are business partners. We're friends. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's amazing. He's just a good human being. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that's uh the artwork attracted me to the project. I remember, I think it was uh, uh, back in December and I got into a space where I don't even know how I got, I was just space hopping and I got into the year space and then uh, that's how I learned about them. And then I minted some, and those are the first NFTs I ever minted. I bought a few on the secondary, but that was the first uh, mints I got. I don't know if you knew that. Did I remember you from day one? I remember your hat, your face. Uh, you're one of the first persons in my community that I connected with, gave you my phone number, and uh, we both have a love of sports. So I, I, I dig talking to you, man. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what's the, I know you kind of touched on it before, but what's the future for Apocalyptic Apes? The future for Apocalyptic Apes is really big. We've got music attached. We've got cannabis. We've got hemp. Um, the whole story behind the apes is we, in 2021, we're all supposed to be in the apocalypse. Apocalypse. And uh, we kind of were. We had COVID, we had plastic masks, gas masks, uh, uh, people dying, people going through some chaotic things, kids not going to school, going to the market and spraying your shopping carts, uh, putting wearing hazmat suits. I mean, it was a pretty crazy three, four years. Um, so our whole mission with the apes, apocalyptic apes, and that's where behind what that's what stands behind us. We're here to do some good. We want to bring um, plastic replacement and clean up our oceans, clean up our air, clean up this world. In the last um, three or four years, you know, I know people are pretty bummed out with COVID, but we've had a reset. We've had less school shootings. We've had less violence. Uh, we've had um, nature and oceans and less boats and less vehicles. So the air's cleaned up a little bit. So it was a world reset. And I feel like the apes have come here to clean that up. Um, one of my business partners is um, Golden State Hemp and Roy from Click, and uh, they have something really, really unique. Uh, when you buy those styrofoam uh, meat trays from the market, um, those are completely toxic. It's a plastic in, in, ingredient. Uh, those meat trays, what you get fish or chicken and, you know, whatever you eat, usually Costco, Ralph's, whatever markets you have in your country, maybe Dan Murphy's if you're in Australia. And those meat trays are completely bad for you. They're just not good. Because that's why you have to put the paper underneath the chicken, the fish, or the meat. 
So if making those products out of hemp, you wouldn't need that paper. It would be completely safe. It would be completely unique, biodegradable, and people wouldn't get sick or poison toxins in their bodies. Um, so we have the first patent technology with my partners right now to release that. Uh, we're going to be working on that. We were working on getting plastic bottles out of, out of the oceans and out of our mouth. We're working on getting plastic straws, plastic cups. You go to Starbucks, they won't give you a plastic uh, straw anymore. They'll give you a paper straw to drink your water, which is disgusting. But they'll give you a plastic straw uh, uh, stopper to put in your coffee. So your hot coffee can melt that plastic in your coffee so you can ingest that. So that's kind of the mission behind that. We also have music attached that's going to bring revenue streams. We've got staking. We've got metaverse. Um, we have a huge roadmap. Um, if you'd like to take a look at it or talk to us, we're usually in Twitter spaces. Um, or you could take a look at our website at apocalypticapes.com. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what, what advice would you give to um, NFT collectors slash uh, project, I guess, uh, founders? Good question. Uh, my advice changes daily. Um, I think the, the, the 10,000 PFP collection with no utilities over. I think the cute uh, monkeys and chihuahuas and, and porcupines and laser eyes without any kind of value to the people that are buying it are over. So you've got to create value, uh, build your community, work really, really hard have our roadmap built out before you start your project, have your art in place, really think about it. And the biggest advice I tell people, and most people can't answer that, would you mint your own project? And most of the projects I've spoken to that are reaching out to me for help, uh, and I haven't really been able to help too many because I've been just so busy with, with our projects, uh, they can't even answer me. So I asked somebody, would you mint your own project? I said, they say, yes, of course. And I said, why? Usually they don't have an answer. Uh, one of the things I do before we launch something, introduce something, I ask myself, does this make sense? And when I say, does it make sense? Does it make sense not only for me? Does it make sense for somebody who lives in Indonesia, somebody who lives in China, somebody who lives in Australia, somebody who lives in Bangladesh, maybe Dubai? Because a lot of times people don't realize NFTs are international. So we have to do things that work for the whole world, not just for one person. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a great advice. Um, are you ready for some fun questions? What's your What's your favorite uh, sports teams? I do not have any more sports teams. I used to love the Lakers. I still love the Lakers, but I miss Kobe. I used to love the Dodgers, but my Dodgers get separated every year and divided in all my favorite players go elsewhere. Um, I'm a huge Rams fan. One of my friends is Matt Stafford and a couple other guys in the team. Uh, I know them pretty well and uh, Love the Rams, um, huge Rams fan uh, until they break them up and they won't like the Rams anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's hard to be a fan of sports teams because they're they're broken up. So back back in the 90s and, yeah. and so on, teams would kind of stay together. If you remember the whole team with uh, Kobe and LeBron and all the people that played together or even Nick Van Exel or Byron Scott and all these guys, those are teams that stay together and they die together and they live together. And I love that. As I get older, I feel you because, uh, same, same kind of thing. Like I kind of like following certain players and things like that. All right. So we got Hattie, the creator here, the creator of apocalypse apes, uh, Hattie. So like I just asked Billy before, how did you guys meet? So tell me how you guys met. So now I have both stories. Uh Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, we met we met just randomly through Discord. We were both kind of in the NFT grind. Um, he was kind of promoting a, a project, and I was you know trying to get involved as much as I could, any way I could. And what I was doing back then was I was joining any uh, project that had any kind of art contest. You know, I, I would see some posts on my Twitter and stuff doing art contest. Um, some of them had like whitelist giveaways. Some had like uh, they give you free NFT or they give you some ETH or something like that. So I was I was kind of scouting for those. Uh, I was in Discord and he messaged me and was talking about his server, his project that he was promoting. And I kind of let him know as an artist and we just talked from there. And I basically, when I found out he was like one of the founders of the project, I asked him if, if well, there was like anything I could do to help out. You know, I didn't expect to like be brought on the team or anything, but like if I could do, you know, some sort of marketing materials or some additional artwork to kind of help uh, drive hype or use in Twitter or like the website. And so, you know, we, we got on a phone call uh, that same night, actually, um, which was kind of weird for me. You know, I'm, I'm not the extroverted type that that Fiddy is. Uh, but when he like was like, hey, let's get on a phone call, I gave me his phone number, I was okay, let, let's do this. And it was a little uncomfortable, but, you know, I'm glad I did. I'm glad we went forward with it uh, because, you know, it was that the initial conversation that ended up sparking this whole thing. So that's how we yeah, met. So, well, your story checked out. It was pretty much the same. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, perfect, remember, perfect. I don't remember who called who. I just remember you sent me your art and, yeah. I, and it was the Wasteland Warriors and I dug that. And I'm usually not into that art, but... You know, and from somebody who's never really bought any art or expensive art, I've become a freaking art critic, <laughs> which is really crazy. You're a, you're a monkey critic now. Well, what happened was uh, one thing I didn't tell you. So I had all the stuff behind me. I had all the stuff that used to be called cash or money. And I don't know what to do with it anymore because nobody uses it. It looks like it looks like Monopoly money to me. Uh, no, no. I just I'm just converting into Dogecoin and ETH now. There you go. <laughs> All right. So Hattie, so I know being an artist is uh, tough, especially like selling your art and things like that. So what has that been like to see so many people buying your artwork? Yeah, it's so, so surreal because, you know, like you said, yeah, I've always I've always been an artist and I've tried so many different endeavors and tried so hard to build some kind of a following. Uh, not like because I needed it, but just like to to get to a point where it would like be able to sustain it, you know, because I've always valued it. I always loved it, but I've had to be like a closet artist because, you know, there's not a lot of money there. Mm -hmm. uh, when you tell people that you're pursuing art in college, it's usually like scoffed at like, oh, good luck with your career. Like, yeah. you know, that it's not a, a lucrative career and people don't see it as, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. You know, like yeah. it's not, you don't get the same prestige from that. So, yeah. Um, and even uh, for me, like I had to take a corporate job um, yep. to support my family. I, I started having kids pretty soon after I got married. Um so that was mandatory, but I always looked for creative jobs. Like my first job was like a graphic designer. And then I got brought in for this uh, big education, education company. And, you know, my understanding was I'd be doing creative work, but uh, the corporate life kind of quickly evolved and changed. And I was more doing development work and front end and, you know, the, the creative stuff just kind of dwindled out over the years. So, yeah, I've always been this closet artist. Um, so a couple of years ago, I started a YouTube channel called Hattie the Creator. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, I've, I've always had the nickname Hattie, but Hattie the Creator kind of spawned there. Uh, and I started doing uh, YouTube videos weekly, uh, just trying to do anything I could to 
be more creative to not let that outlet or that part of me kind of die out because just like anything else like a muscle uh, you have to exercise it or it goes away um yeah. you can't look full because you will you worked out every day in your 20s the rest of your life you know it doesn't work that way yeah. so so yeah so that's what i was doing um and you know I, i've kind of told people thoughts of failure different times which you know, back then it felt that way, especially after doing it for a full year and barely getting any kind of traction, any subscriber base, you know, um, I did get to 10,000, which, you know, is pretty amazing. And I, I was proud of that, but like uh, the income from that was close to nothing. You know, it was like 350 bucks, but I mean, I could have made more money flipping burgers for McDonald's for a week than what I made for, from YouTube for a whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of frustrating, but at the same time, um, I felt like my skill, my drawing skill had gotten a lot better, a lot sharper. And it was after doing that for a year that I kind of started making this transition into to crypto and NFTs. So it just kind of set me up perfectly for a slam dunk into in this space. Yeah, no, that's dope because I feel you too, because like working in sports and, you know, a lot of kids get sports management degrees and don't work in sports because there's like, it's hard to get jobs and, and then they don't pay you a lot and you have to take jobs and, and then you might not get uh, promoted and things like that. So definitely yeah. feel you on that. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, how about some fun questions for you both? Uh, how did you guys both get your nicknames? Uh, Fitty and Hattie. So I have a really, really good friend of mine and he actually looks like 50 cent. So every time I'd go out somewhere with him, he would, that uh, people would scream, Fitty, Fitty. And we, we were actually going to a Laker game about two years ago. My ears disappearing. Well, and uh, somebody started screaming, Fitty, uh, Fitty, and they chased us in a car. So I thought that was kind of funny that people, and he actually looks like 50 Cent, which is really funny. He, he really does. But I just didn't feel like going in here 50 Cent's enough. I feel that dude's poor. So we need to go to Fitty. That's how I got my name. So people screamed it at you in the streets, and then I just thought there was a. Yeah, I just wanted something kind of cool, but I didn't didn't like Fitty Sense. So I went with Fitty ETH. It's a lot more. And what is, and what is, what is Fitty worth right? Fitty ETH worth right now? Let's... It's uh, worth about ten, right under a crypto punk. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know everything. I need sixty for a crypto punk. I still want to get a crypto punk. I don't know why, but I still want one. Hattie came from my last name. My last name is Hadlock. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's a time in my life where I was known by my last name, basically. Um, I was growing up like very Orthodox Mormon and, you know, everybody knows the Mormon missionary. So I, I did the, the Mormon missionary thing. So I was known by my last name during that whole phase of my life. And from that, Fiddy's falling asleep over there. Um, I was Sorry. known as Hadlock, you know, so in Hadlock and people are always kind of looking for ways to shorten that. Hattie kind of spawned out of that and different people uh, actually lived in Puerto Rico people in puerto rico with their accents would would not know how to pronounce the full hadlock it's kind of an awkward uh, name to say with the thick spanish accent kind of hattie spawned from there and so yeah so that that's where hattie came from and then i kind of used it as my online art avatar or persona per se so hattie yeah, that's dope what's really uh, not dope about his name is every time i try to call him and his real name is marcus we could say that now uh, or yeah. for a long time. and I look at I'm my totally docs. Yeah, I'm 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 docs, and we all docs. Paul, I believe you're docs too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so when I go in my in my phone after I'm talking, I've been calling Hattie for so much. I'm looking for Hattie, and there's no Hattie in my phone, and it drives me crazy. Like I literally pick up my phone, I'm like Hattie. Like, oh, you know, you know, it takes two seconds to change that nickname in your phone, right? 
But then I wouldn't have the story if I came on here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Last one. Uh, tell me something that you guys admire about each other. Is it my turn to go first? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It depends on how good my compliment gets. <laughs> no, it's well. Let's see if I get real deep and pull on some hard strings. You might try harder. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. So yeah, so when I first met Fiddy, um, and we started talking, he was really, really charismatic. You know, like he, he's just amazing at talking to people. And and I might even be mad at him sometimes because of a, a decision. Like I, I wanted to pull it one way, he pulled it another way, and you know, like things like that. Like sure, it's trading. We're we're running this together. Uh, in a lot of ways. And, you know, we don't always agree on things, but um, he gets me on the phone and I'm on Adam, and I'm trying to be upset at him because I don't know my own self gratification. I want to be angry at him for a minute. Uh, he gets me on the phone and he just has a way of calming you down and, and, you know, getting you not to stress uh, to kind of, uh, um, kind of get rid of that anxiety. And then when we have these high pressure moments, he's really good at dealing with that. And I've been very impressed with how he deals with that. Um, I'm the type that kind of gets more emotional and freaks out. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like this reveal is not coming out on time and people are stressed. Like that was kind of really stressful for me. And I get emotional and, and don't know how to deal with it very well. And he always comes me down and he manages it very professionally. And he's, you know, just very good at, at, at handling those high stress situations. And that's been something that I've really been impressed with with him too. So there's two good ones. That's dope. Oh, so I got I, I got to put a good one out. Yeah. So he he's like he's a decent artist. <laughs> no, I'll I'll tell you. So he's a, he's a great dad. He's an amazing artist. And uh, one thing about him, he's super super creative and detailed. And I am not creative and detailed. I do not even know how to draw an elephant. And he's a really nice person. And uh, we have a super cool dynamic. Like I know what I want, and I'm able to tell him. And he's able to deliver that. And we always have this thing right before every time we go to launch or something, he does something. I don't love it. He gets mad at me, hangs up on me. And then I text <laughs> him back and I say, okay, this is a good sign because now you hate me in an hour. I'll get something amazing and it's going to look ridiculous. And we're going to sell this collection down to 30 minutes. And that's what happened with the Queens. That's what happened with the apes. Um, he has, he has a way of listening to people, understanding what they're looking for and delivering that which is insane. And uh, I mean, his art is probably the best I've ever seen. Um, and I mean, we were playing around where he drew like DJ Khalid, Oprah, just little, little drawings he did in five minutes. And they actually look just like them. I wish I could like find those and throw those out, but they're somewhere in the discord history. <laughs> yeah. And that was so just scroll for like three days. Yeah. He has a talent of something I don't have. I do not know how to draw. I do not know how to put ideas on paper. So we have a perfect combo where I know how to deliver. I know how to sell something when there's, when it's a great product. Um, when you don't have a great product, it's a very, it's a big, it's a big problem for a lot of people. I don't care if you're a car manufacturing, a toy store, um, clothing line, you have to have a great product. And um, Hattie can really deliver something cool. As a matter of fact, we're going to do some breeding pretty soon. We're going to make some babies. I'm really excited um I'm, i can't wait to show you guys what those are going to look like because they're going to be insane the just just think of cute baby apes I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm already so excited about that so but the biggest thing he's a good dad he's a great cute dad. cute but apocalyptic right cute but mutant 
Well, we're not, we're not saying that yet, but, <laughs> but he's a great dad. Every, he draws with his child. He's got a 10 month old now, right? Uh, actually, I think he's like <laughs> seven, seven, seven months. Well, he draws with his baby in his hand. He's a great dad. He came out, he's got seven kids. He came out with his kids. I've got three. We took 10 kids to dinner. Um, <laughs> he's a good person. And you know, when you have a good person and you've got talent, um, he's a great dad. He's a great husband. I mean, he's, he's just a super nice guy. And I think that's important because I'm not that nice of a guy. I'll work hard. I'll make sure you, I'll make sure that people, um, deliver when they have to, when they promise, I mean, I can be nice, but I'm also going to be stern. As a matter of fact, I believe about 98% of our team's gone because they didn't have faith in us. They didn't have faith in our art. They didn't face on our delivery. They didn't have faith in anything. So guess what? That's the one successful thing that Hattie understands and I understand you have to do in business. You have to evolve. You have to stay with the times. You can't doubt yourself. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, I forgot to ask you also, like, tell me a little bit about um, you, your involvement with uh, MetaDrag. Um, so Nikki, Stecky, Ito, uh, Nikki Diamonds are my business partners. And uh, even before I met Marcus, they came to me with this project and uh, they wanted me to start a project called Board of the Apes. And uh, Board of the Apes is going to be like an incubator for safe projects. And uh, if you guys don't know Nikki Diamonds, he's partnered up with Chris Kardashian on the hot sauce. One of his best friends is uh, Rob Kardashian, friends with Snoop Dogg. I mean, you name it. Like we Diamond Supply Company. Yeah, yeah, Diamond Supply Company. So um, I'm really excited to be a part of that team because a lot of the people in Apocalyptic Apes and Apocalypse Queens asked me for a whitelist. I'm terrified to bring whitelists. I don't know these people. I don't know what they're going to do they, if they get into these projects. But when I have people like Nikki or... Uh, the other day we had Gaio series Madonna's agent pop in there to say hello. We had, I mean, uh, Bobby from 100s. I mean, Nikki knows everybody, which is great. Yeah. So I feel like it's a really good space and it's a really awesome thing. And Hattie will definitely be do doing most of the art for future projects with us. So it's a great collab and a great partnership for us to have going forward so we can bring legitimacy to the space. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't uh, wait to see that project. And um, actually, if ever, if whoever listens to this, uh, I'm going to be having Nikki Diamonds on that too, as for episode uh, 175. Whoa. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Nikki's <laughs> been a friend of mine for a really long time. He's also my neighbor. Um, he's also a super, super great guy. Like if you don't yeah. know him, if you need something, he's there for you. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And um, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you guys at? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at uh, Fitty Eth, F-I-T-Y-E-T-H. There's no dot on Twitter. They don't allow it. <laughs> you see how you flip that? How to follow you guys and you flipped it to? Well, I'm going to let you see. I just teased it. Yeah. yeah no, I, no, I was going to say there's apocalypticapes.com is our website. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, that's the main website. Uh, but if you want to go there, uh, I recommend clicking the link in OpenSea just to be safe. I mean, unless you're a good typer and you sure you put it in right but there's there's quite a few uh copycat you know false ones out there that have uh you know bought in really unique and similar domain names and things just be careful as crypto is but yeah we have a we're on twitter as well apocalyptic apes and we, we also have another twitter account for our queen apes collection which we just uh sold like a couple weeks ago so yeah check us out and what about your handle yeah oh i i i i'm the hattie the hat at the hattie on on twitter 
There you go. Boom. Appreciate it's weird, it. man. I never used Twitter before, and now I'm like, that's all I use. Well, you know what? The oh, yeah, safest, sure. so the, basis, the safest thing I want to add here for everybody who's listening. Um, so there's been a lot of fake stuff going on, a lot of fake links. When you go on Discord, close your DMs. If your mom sends you a link, get rid of it. Don't click on links. If you want to find us um, on our project, go to apocalypticapes.com. Uh, and that's why I talk about Twitter. If you go to Twitter, I have a link tree, the Hattie has our Apocalyptic Apes site. You could also go through Discord, but if you do, just click on official links. Even if you get a DM meet from me or from Hattie or somebody on our team, most likely it's not one of us. There's been a lot yeah. of a lot of things. Spend a ton of time DMing people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fakies going on. So um, uh, Fady ETH is uh, verified on Twitter. And so if you go, it's also ver not on Twitter, I'm sorry, on OpenSea. So on both, go, man, both. What's that? I say you got that check mark on both, actually. I, do I have that on Fit ETH, right? On my Twitter? I, I thought you did. I don't think so, but let me check. Oh, well, I'm a liar then. You know what happened yesterday? Uh, a fake uh, Stucky account followed me on Instagram. That was weird. I oh, saw geez. that. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying that, because a lot of people don't know <laughs> you can get fake Instagram. You can get fake Twitter. Yeah. So if you get a DM from somebody and asking for your seed phrase, your wallet, don't do it. Yeah. Come ask somebody, you know, reach out to one of us. We'll answer you on, on just Twitter is a yeah. safer place to communicate through DMS. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys having on. And obviously uh, I'll be, we'll be talking again and um, yeah, looking forward to what happens next. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Paul.